Welcome to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. Today, we are recording this podcast out of the Pursuit of Manliness warehouse, also known as my garage. Uh, We get the opportunity today to hear from a good friend of mine, uh, James Mayhew. He is a coach and consultant who partners with high-achieving, growth-focused individuals and organizations to unlock their potential. James, how are you doing today? Hey, Jared, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Where, where are you at right now? Where are you, what's your location? Are well, you in- I am in, uh, I'm in Iowa. Okay. And I'm actually in my backyard. Nice. Uh, we, we had, we had the hot 96 degree day yesterday <laughs> and, and, um, heat indice thing, you know, going on today. It's like 78 here. I'm sitting out in the shade. It's, uh, it's gorgeous. So. That's how awesome. that's, that's how it is in God's country, right? God gives you all the weathers <laughs> exactly. of all the seasons. So, James, I, I appreciate you taking some time to be on here. Uh, man, just hopefully uh, guys will get another idea of what this looks like, how to pursue better. And I know that's your heart um, and how you're wired. So uh, the first question, maybe to unpack it and get us started, is, is simply this. What do you do? And just to clarify that, and, and what made you get into doing this? Yeah, so... Um, Sometimes it's almost easier to say what I don't do as a coach, and and I can touch on that in a second. But but I am what um, uh, I'm a life coach, and I don't generally use that word or those words in conjunction. So I have rephrased it as as performance coach or success coach. And what I do is is I work with people to um, you know whether it's to, to help them launch a new business, or maybe they're 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 kind of stuck in a rut, you know, with their career, and maybe they're considering a change. Maybe they're they're stuck in a job, and and they are you know interested in in investing in themselves so that they can improve their status there, whether that's a promotion or or another position that they're they're eyeing in the company. Uh, so I sit with them, I I listen, I ask a lot of questions, and I I co-create a plan of attack for them to go and hit those goals and and I hold them capable to it and um, so I do that with with individuals and then I also come in and, and do that with organizations at a team level so I facilitate leadership training and things like that um, it's been really fun and and uh, I'm even starting to do this with some leadership at churches which is uh, really really inspiring for me I, it's, it's it's a blast Okay. Now, use the keyword there. Uh, you said I hold them capable. Uh, usually, well, you kind of use that word uh, accountable or, or something like. Well, how did you land on that idea? Well, I didn't. I didn't make it up. Or, <laughs> I didn't create it. Rather, it didn't originate with me. Um, but I, I've always personally, Jarrett, I've just had a little issue with the word accountability, and you know that's my own little. My own little battles at times that I've dealt with, but I've been exposed to accountability in a very negative way, and and that's been the you know the extrinsic element of accountability where if you do this, um, this may happen, you know, good or bad, or if you don't do this, this you know this is the net effect, and um, I don't I don't know that people always respond well to being held accountable. Um, I've done some research. I've asked the question on Facebook and places like that. Some people really reject it. Others, other people really embrace it. So when I say hold people capable, we're talking about the same thing, but it's basically holding them to the standards that they have set forth. So they said, this is where I want to go. And sometimes I help them maybe you know, extend that goal or that vision a little bit further. But my job is to, is to not 
make them feel guilty or, or any of those things, but it's to, to offer uh, a safe place for encouragement and, and to inspire them to keep going. And you got this and, and uh, give them the tools to help them get there. Man, that's awesome. Was, was there somebody in your life or somewhere you saw this model that you said, I, man, I can do that? Or, or was there just like an angst in your heart of saying, man, this is something I see missing? How did you decide, that's it, that's what I'm doing? Yeah, that, that in 2014, I was at a, uh, a conference, and I met a speaker um, who hosts a, an event. His name is Mitch Matthews. He's out of West Des Moines, Iowa. And he does a session called the Big Dream Gathering. And I was intrigued. I went to that. And I was blown away by what Mitch was doing with that. So I want to give him you know, uh, some props there and check out his, his site or, or just Google the Big Dream Gathering. Uh, but anyway, I talked with Mitch after he did his keynote, and I said, I didn't know that life coaching was actually like a, an occupation. Like, this was new to me. And I said, I want to do that. And so um, uh, we talked, and we stayed connected. We're still connected, and he's doing incredible things. So that was the catalyst for it. And that's awesome. Uh, you know, Jim, I know that, that you're a man of God. That's where I met you at, met you at a church, met you. We've talked about, you know, God and, and just our biblical worldview and things of that nature. But I know you don't just work with, you know, Christian people. You know, that's just, that's the world we live in. That's how we function. So how do you, how do you kind of uh, draw from the word of God or who you are as a man of God with that conviction with those who maybe uh, are unbelievers? And so your moral compass might be off a bit, or do you find like that being the anchor? Or is there tension there? Or how does that work? Um. I love this question, honestly, and and it comes back to it comes back to you and I have had conversation. Um, wh- where I came from with this was that you know we talked about how we need to be a Paul and we need to have a Timothy or we need to have a we need a Paul in our lives that that older, seasoned, wise, experienced person that can guide and mentor us, that can set us straight when when we need it. You know, and even when we don't want it, um, uh, and then we also need to have a Timothy in our life, and, and that's someone that we can mentor and and guide and set straight when they need it, even when they don't want it. You know, and, and sure. so there's there's a really cool relationship that's going there, and there's so much there's so much power in having those genuine relationships. You know, and and while Timothy, you know, I'm just picturing what it what it. It could be like if, if I could put just you know two men in, in, in this in this room, and, and it's fun to kind of label them as Timothy and Paul. But you know, while while Timothy would be learning from Paul, without question, there's no doubt in my mind that that Paul would also be learning things from Timothy. Okay, and uh, I just think that that there's such a there's such a, a really cool. Uh, I guess experience that comes from that. So if you can think about when you've had those interactions with some, a younger person, um, you know, they've got this, this, uh, crazy outlook on life. Like anything's still possible. You know, they, they're going to live forever. Uh, they're ambitious. <laughs> they're, they're inspired. They're motivated. They've got energy it, as well as having that, that seasoned person in your life that, that when you don't know, how you're going to face something that you've got a person like that to go to and and to be able to rely on on their wisdom and their experience they're 
you know, how do their poise even, you know, how do they persist through a situation? And, and you know, with that, I think that's a lot what coaching is, you know. So, so we play the role of Timothy at times, and we play the role of Paul at times. Um, and and I, I always think too, Jared, that there's so many people out there that, you know, especially in, in the business that I'm in, it's, it's relationships. It's a lot of one-on-one stuff. And I'm not shy about my faith, um, especially, you know, even professionally, but, but also in just personal relationships. And I think it's important for all of us that are Christian men out there to remember that people are really watching us and they're watching us closely and they want to see if we're authentic about our faith. So they're, they're, they're watching us and they're going, what words do we use? And, and they want to, they want to see how we behave in a group of dudes, you know? Right. Um, they, they, they wonder what we talk about, you know, what do we talk about when it's just you and I and no one else is listening and, um, it's all those little those little things like do you take an extra long lunch? Do you kind of cheat the company out of a few minutes every day, or do you <laughs> do you blow off when you miss a deadline? You know, so there's people out there that are just waiting for us to mess up, and and we will, we are going to mess up. So it's important to own up to it, and and when we do it, you know, not to humbly ask for forgiveness, and um, you know, part of it's part of the things that I help with um, people remember shows up at times in, in coaching is, you know, just remember that the word, but never follows the words. I'm sorry. You know, so you gotta be, you, you've gotta be, um, authentic and true in, in like honor God. And, and there are times when we're going to mess up, but we've got to, you know, cause we're humans, but we just got to make sure that we, uh, we fix that also. Man, that's good. That's good. Um, you know, with that idea, as you enter into these things, you know, with with guys that seek you out or, or guys that are, you know, maybe they've met you in a, a religious setting. It could be church or something like that. Um, have you found, like, with these guys or with these groups, that there are some common myths or misunderstandings about what coaching is? Then, like, what what you, like when you start asking questions, they go, "Wait, wait, wait! We didn't know it was going to be that." Do you ever feel that? Um, I, you know, I'm pretty good about setting the stage, the stage for it, and and some of the myths I think that people might have, especially especially men, because you know we're kind of guarded. Um, you know, we want to be strong, and and so you know I'm not a counselor, and I'm not a therapist, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'm not a psychic either. And uh-huh. and uh, you know I think some people, especially men, might might think that they have this vision of us sitting on a couch in an office, the blinds are pulled and, and they're answering questions about how he did or didn't love his mother. You know, that's, I think that's this image that I, I think men conjure up. And so I kind of said this earlier, but I reject the use of life coach generally because of the imagery that it brings. And so instead I think of, of people like John Wooden, you know, the legendary UCLA basketball coach, uh, you know, one of the, the, the things that he, he always said was, I don't teach boys to be basketball players. I teach boys to become men. And everything else falls into place. Or the ever-inspiring Jimmy Balvano, you know. Um, so what I do is is I ask questions and I listen. And and I, I try not to ever put people in a, in a defensive posture, um, which is easy for guys to do, right? You know, I, I think that... Well, not me, you know, but I hear that. I hear that before. <laughs> I've heard that before. (laughs) You know, so therefore I don't lead with questions like, you know, why did you miss that deadline? Or, 
or maybe, you know, why is it taking you so long to commit to this? You know, those might be legitimate questions I need to ask to help somebody get past some of these things, but we lead into it a little different. So, you know, I might just ask a question like, well, what went well with your project? Or how are things going with spending more time with your youngest this week? Yeah. Instead of asking, you know, why didn't you spend more time with little Johnny this week? You know, see, you see the difference in yeah. there. So, so as far as those myths, um, you know, my job isn't to tell people what they should be doing. I don't tell people what they need. I don't say what you should be reading or what you should try. Well, uh, let me back up a little bit because there are times when I will suggest a few things like that if it's in a, in a sticky spot where we're just not making progress. But when I do that, Jared, my client doesn't own it. So my job, my job for them as their coach is to help them come up with their own ideas, their own solutions, sure. guide them through it, talk it out, and then hold them capable to it. And, and that, again, that's how they own it. And then it's always far better off than, than anything I'd come up with anyway because it's theirs and they know exactly what they need. So I help them set the goals and, and we co-create a strategy give them the right tools to help them overcome their, their roadblocks and challenges. So, uh, you know, in other words, I, I kind of help people get where they want to go by extending their vision and their self-image. I don't, I don't sit and counsel them and, and provide therapy. So no man hugs, nothing like that. There's no touching. Anything. Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with a good man hug every now and well, then, but no, these, <laughs> that's debatable, these, like, but okay. <laughs> but you know, these, these sessions are, are, pretty much exclusively done by phone um so we're not in the same room but but you're in your quiet space i'm in my office and and um therefore it's it's a free zone to be able to like you know get clear about what we're doing here nice well with that idea you're helping them walk through problems you're you're not answering the question for them you're you're leading them to a place for them to to eat if you will but how do you help people when they we all have them we all have blind spots so how do you lead somebody through a blind spot maybe that they're not aware about maybe you see it and they're just not seeing this repetitive behavior that's preventing them from taking that next step or being successful or changing their culture how do you get someone to to see that well, I think it's a great question, and and so let me ask you: How much time do we have here? As, it, until the, the <laughs> MacBook battery dies down, so. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I think in those instances, it's usually because somebody is unwilling to face it head on. Okay? okay, and fear is the great limiter of our greatness, and it often manifests in, especially with men, you know, pride and ego, and. When someone is is unwilling to address what's holding them back, um, I can only take it so far. I can only push so far. Uh, you know, I've had a client that did that, and every time I'd get into a specific area with me, he he kind of redirect it or deny that that was the issue, or or he'd even say, you know, we can talk about that another time. I'm not ready to go there yet. So in that case, in that coaching client situation. It was sort of a miss for him, and we didn't hit some of the goals that we set out to do. So I try to pre-qualify people and, and set pretty high expectations around it so that I know that they're ready to move forward, that, that they know what the expectations are, both of themselves and of me. So uh, number one is, you know, they've got to be motivated to excellence. Now, that in itself isn't a very clear expectation. Um, so, you know, I talk about completing the assignments on time, 
and I, and I kind of emphasize it this way, as though your future depends on it, because that's usually what we're talking about. So I'm not into halfway stuff. It frustrates me. So I expect that of my clients. You know, I want them to be prepared. I want them to be positive and optimistic. You know, just this is a no negative area zone. Like, let's just let's get the stinking thinking out of the way. Let's, <laughs> that's not for our time, you know. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to be pretty firm and demanding at times, and and I'm going to hold my client, my coach, um, my coaching ally. Sometimes we refer to him as an ally to that winning vision that they have. So so that's the excellence. And then number two. They've got to be willing to be honest with themselves. Uh, that comes back to having this quiet space when we get on the phone. Like we, we agree to what the best day of the week is, what the best time is, when you're at your best. So it's usually not at the end of a work day. It would usually be in the morning or just at a time when you're at your you're at your best with your mental and your emotional state. Uh, and then the third thing is is that. I can. I have to work with people that are ready to be challenged and are ready to grow. So if I get through those pre-qualifiers and we feel like there's a green light and, and we, you know, we've got this camaraderie, or this rapport built, then I know with confidence that they're going to achieve their goals. And and I was thinking about this today is that I've always had better results with people who have a strong faith in God. Interesting. I think that I think that they understand where their priorities lie better. They've got higher confidence generally, and and therefore they're more coachable as a result of that because they they're accepting that what we're doing is a is a way that God's working in their life. So so when you don't have that piece in there, um, it can go well. Sometimes it can run into those those issues where you we might have to probe into those you know those harder places at times. That's good. Uh, you kind of hit on it a little bit, but are, are there some things that a guy would need to know before he started this process? I mean, I know you unpack it for them, but for a listener who might be considering this, is there a couple things, like you talked about honesty and things like that. Is there a few things, non-negotiables, that somebody would have to grab onto before they started this coaching or culture-changing process with a guy like you? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, those three things that I listed uh, to me are the are the non-negotiables, but but I would also answer it this way, that like anything else, the more effort you put into it, the better your results are going to be. And when I draft, um, I use a contract, but we don't refer to it as a contract. I call it a relationship agreement. And that's not to hide any anything or, or to minimize, you know, um, but it takes the focus off of um, the, uh, the money part of it, I think. Sure. So the, the agreement is about setting those expectations. So you got to show up for your scheduled time or you got to let me know 24 hours in advance if you have to reschedule. Okay. Otherwise, i got other things going on, you know. <laughs> um, uh, we get the assignments to me a day before our call so that I can adequately prepare. There's I, I put a lot of effort into prepping for these. Um, so basically what I do is I just lay out those expectations for both of us. There's there's nothing that's really un, unsaid or un, unspoken about those things, I guess. And, um, and, and then I would just re, reaffirm that, you know, a couple of non-negotiables for me are I, I always make sure people understand that what we talk about is confidential. Um, I'm not going to post it on Facebook. I'm not going to share it, you know, in an article or anything like that. Um, and the other thing is, is that I'll be fully prepared. Uh, because their time is important. They're paying me to do this. So I, I have this responsibility, this obligation to give them my best as well. Man, that's awesome. I love it. So, um, 
I think that's important. It's too easy to be non-committed to things, and so you're investing time, energy, preparation. I think that's the thing we forget, the preparation you're doing on your end before you ever get into a call with somebody so or, or dialogue with someone. Well, you know, it's it's a practice, Jared, and, and it's, it's one of those things that every time I do it, I get better. Um, and, and so there's really no destination. There's no... There's no arrival, just like there is in, in pretty much any occupation. As, as a senior pastor, every week you get better, and, and you learn, and you grow. And as long as we're doing that, like, I, I guess where I come back to is when people kind of sit and, and stay in their comfort zone or they become complacent. Um, that's just, I can't work with that person until they're ready to say, I've had enough of that. I know there's something better for me, and I'm ready to get after it. So if somebody's ready to get after it, they're listening to this, they see you, you, know, you shared it, you, you set us up, man. If they're ready to do it, um, how, would they, how would they get in touch with you? How would they even begin a dialogue in this process? Yeah, well, and that's that's one of the things I always say. I end a lot of posts with, with a hashtag, let's start the conversation, or something to that effect. So. A great way to learn more about me is is find me on my on my website, which is just jamesmayhew.com. dot com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at at Coach Mayhew, um, so the at sign Coach Mayhew, or you know reach out to me on my on my personal Facebook account. Now I go by Jim Mayhew. I've always been Jim. Professionally, it's easier for me to say James Mayhew than it is Jim Mayhew. So, but you can look me up and friend me there. So, um, I, I do want to just take a moment. Uh, and let and let you guys, your audience, know something that I'm offering. And this is something that that literally was born yesterday. Wow. Um, Congratulations! I was yeah. <laughs> well, I was at a uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Beth and I, my wife, uh, we were invited to a uh, alert an education event. Uh, was at our local high school, put on by our our teachers there, and it was called. Uh, it was done by the Pacific Institute by an. an uh, Lewis Tice is the is the founder of that, and I, I believe he's passed on now. But it's called Twenty One Keys to Performance or something. And so we got to go to this, and I'm sitting with educators, and I'm listening to how much effort they're pouring into becoming great educators. Now we, there was people there that were coaching elementary. I'm sorry, teaching elementary all the way up to high school. So I had I'm like I've got a program called the Five by Five. Um, so you, you can easily find that. Your listeners can find it by going to jamesmayhew.com slash 5x5, you know, like 5 times 5 or yep. 5 by 5. And I normally run, that's a five-week coaching program. We do, it's it's called the Foundations for Success, or, or I'm kind of toying with some branding that says Foundation for Inspiration. But we do five weeks, five hours, you get... Um, you're going to know your top five strengths. You're going to know your top five core values. You're going to work on a five-year visioning tool. I normally charge $650 for that. So the idea that was born in listening to this yesterday was any educator or anybody that is in church leadership, so that could be pastors, that could be um, uh, your staff, it could be ministry leaders, um, things like that. Um, Elders as well, by the way. Um, I'm running it for $350 for them. So I'm okay. taking 300 bucks off. And, and there's a big why that people might go like, well, why are you doing that? Or why can you? Why are you charging? Here's the, real, the reason. 
as I'm sitting there listening to this, I want to open more doors, you know, in these fields, and that's in the church growth and, and in, the, in the public education system for me, uh, because of the enormous and long... The, the, the long-lasting impact that's going to have in our homes, you know, in our churches, our schools, our communities. I, I want more people to know this kind of stuff so they can pass it on, and we can change the direction of the communities that we live in in a very positive way. So I'm I'm going to heavily discount this because I want to make it available to people. So okay. the catch is they gotta they gotta get in touch with me and and basically enroll in it by the end of July. So if the, this offer is good through July 31st, um, that doesn't mean we're going to start in July. Um, we could actually even start in later in August sure. or even all the way in September, but you've got to enroll. You've got to commit to it by the end of July. And, so, and that's 2017. So yeah, if, somebody's yeah, if somebody just found <laughs> us in 2018, they don't want to think that that's, that's that. Right. So here, yep, here's here's a question I feel like is important to anybody who's trying to get better. is It's simple. It's not hard. It's not a trick question. It's just like, what are you reading? Like, what are you consuming right now to make yourself better? Yeah, the, the one of the most fascinating books I've read recently, especially good for this podcast, is uh, the book called No More Christian Nice Guy by Paul Coughlin. Okay. And this book, um, I actually did it on audio. I, anytime I'm driving, I... I uh, I have an app through our local library. It's free. I can listen to it. Um, This book was, oh my goodness. um, I think I I shared it on social media to the effect saying something like this, this book is like, has the ability to really change your life. Um, And, and Paul writes in there about the experience of being a man in church Mm. and how, we men get churchified a lot, um, and I don't know if that's a word that he used, but I mean, I may have just made up. But but that we lose our masculinity at times, we lose our our boldness, and we we become the very thing that God didn't intend for us to be. He wants He's called us to be leaders. He's called us to be bold and courageous, and uh, it's a fascinating book that really gets into the. Uh, into that concept, so I highly recommend it. Um, I, I know it's available on Amazon. I, I've looked for it. I'm going to buy it in print because it's one of those books I'm going to go back and highlight, and take notes, and study, and and probably use at times. You know, just in in sharing environments. Good. I have to buy that now. So I love yeah. I love to hear that, man. I love to hear what leaders are reading, and this you don't get much like normally. With average guy, you're not going to get 30, 40 minutes like we're doing right here. And uh, so, but if you get a book that they're reading, you just you just grabbed hours of their time. So that's yes. huge. Well, Jim, I, I just want to thank you, man, for for taking time to be here. I Jim has been a good friend to me for uh, a, a long while now. He, man, you've given me encouragement, perspective, uh, feedback, uh, good and negative feedback. Uh, Jim is also the uh, the guy who designed our logo, man, and so I'm thankful for him. But if you have any uh, blessing in your life, anything good, anything manly, if your wife is happier, your kids love you more, and they stop crying when you walk in the room because of pursuit of manliness and what God's doing, man, you owe a thank you to Jim because, man. He's just been a critical uh, part of of this along the way. And, man, you even had posts that you've called me out on and said things. And I appreciate that, man. Man, we need dudes like that. So I appreciate your honesty and and, and how much you appreciate um, what this could be or what it could do. So. Well, I do, and, and you're doing a phenomenal job. I'm, I'm in awe of the energy and and, uh, and just the, the enthusiasm that you put behind this. There's a lot that, that I don't think people realize, and, uh, you know, 
just that comment of, of the feedback stuff, it, it's iron sharpens iron, man. That's that's what men are here to do is, is make each other better. I hope so. Sorry, I was taking a swig of uh, manly iced coffee in my garage, so nice. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> Hey, guys, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Thanks for Jim being on here. If you want to get in touch uh, again with Jim, it's jamesmayhew.com. Of course, you can find him on Facebook, uh, J- uh, Coach James Mayhew. Is that right? And, it's, it's Coach Mayhew. Uh, Coach Mayhew. Coach Mayhew on Facebook. And I know you're on Instagram and Twitter, and, and you're just very accessible, LinkedIn and other places. And, so, and we'll also attach a link on our website and on our social media. But uh, if you want to get in touch with Pursuit of Manliness, you can check us out. Everything is at Pursuit Manliness. It's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Of course, we have Pursuit, the Pursuit of Manliness.com. And if you want to send us an email with a question, maybe you missed something or maybe get in touch with James or anything, um, it's Pursue Manliness at gmail.com. So, guys, thanks for listening and keep pursuing manliness. Joe